welcome back to the Euktropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. Have you ever noticed how, for some people, difficult chords actually seem pretty easy? And then, for some of us, we have to really stretch and bend over backwards to get our fingers in position. Why is that? Why do some hands seem to wrap themselves easily around certain chords while other hands struggle? Well, there are a lot of reasons for that, and only some of them are within our control. But one thing we can do is to examine the difference between stretching the fingers apart to get a chord and reaching the fingers toward the notes of that chord. It sounds subtle, but it makes a huge difference. It's a game of inches on the fretboard. One small move of the arm, the elbow, and the fingers can be the difference between comfort and discomfort while you play. Posture is a huge topic, but we're just going to look at one small thing that you can do that will help you to hold more advanced chord shapes if you're struggling. As always, this episode of the podcast was recorded live with an online audience, and if you want to join the next taping, please do. Go to euktropolis.com slash podcast and follow the link to the next podcast live taping. Now, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode, Live Long and Posture. And a special shout out to all you Trekkies out there who also play ukulele. In the ukulele jazz course, which has honestly been one of the most popular courses on Utropolis, period, uh, which surprised me because, you know, it's not the easiest course out there. But a lot of people are hungry for that jazz sound. It's a sweet sound on the ukulele. Um, Especially with that high fourth string. You get this kind of um, almost pocket-sized barbershop quartet sound. Because the voicings are so close together that it, they really blend in such a beautiful way. I'm not saying you can't play jazz on the ukulele with the low fourth string. Of course you can. But the high fourth string really has that sweet, jazzy, close sound. Which is really beautiful. And uh, in that ukulele jazz course, one of the lessons is called um, Stretch versus Reach. And this is a topic that is not just for those folks in the ukulele jazz course. This is for anyone who is having trouble uh, getting their fingers around a difficult chord. Um, Because, of course, in, in jazz... To be fair, a lot of the chords in jazz are actually easier to play than the chords you thought were easy, right? Like, you've probably seen this before, but uh, in like G6 is easier to play than G. You know, the classic is C6. Well, that's even easier to play than C. It's just all the open strings. Even things like uh, F major 7 these beautiful 
resonant, like lush jazz harmonies. On the ukulele, so often they are um, easier to play than the chords that you already thought were easy. And people get scared off because of the, uh, the, the funky names, you know, like F major 7 or A9 or C13. One of my favorites. So people get scared off because of the names, but um, oftentimes their bark is way worse than their bite. For the majority of these chords, uh, you will be surprised at how easy they are to get under your fingers. And then there's the outliers, the ones that really do challenge you. Like, remember the first time you tried to play a B-flat chord? That feeling of like, how am I ever gonna get my fingers to do that? But you persevered. And over weeks and months, it eventually got there and your hand is starting to agree. And maybe you're in that process now of discovering your own way to get to that B-flat chord. Whatever it is, it's a rite of passage. We all have to do it. We all have to tackle some chords that, you know, twist us into pretzels occasionally. The big question for me is, when is it... When is it just so hard that you have to question whether you're even doing it right? I've seen a lot of people struggle in particular with the F minor 7 chord. And that's what Jennifer's question here is about. The F minor 7 chord. And if you want to try it with me. It's the from the ceiling down to the floor. These are the fret numbers. 1, 3, 1, three like that so you might be thinking oh my goodness you want me to put one finger on each of those one three that's okay but then i have to reach back to the first fret again and then to you know pour salt in the wound you want me to reach up with the pinky finger back to the third fret one three one three all strings covered Looks a bit like a diminished seven chord, but with an extra fret spacing the fingers out. It's like a diminished seven chord doing the splits. And if it wasn't such an important chord and such an important chord form in jazz, I wouldn't bother with it. But this one is just so fundamental to the way we play jazz on the ukulele that it's worth the trouble just that simple. It's worth the trouble. And so I I see people struggling and struggling with this chord and because there's that there's that big uh one fret gap between where the first and second fingers are and where the third and fourth fingers are, I think people just assume that they need to space their second and third fingers out in the sort of Dr. Spock salute kind of way. And and so they're they're spacing these fingers out and more often than not, that just doesn't work. And so that's where Jennifer finds herself in this uh, question that she's asked. Um, not only is she having a bit of a challenge with the F minor 7 itself, but she's having trouble getting back to it from other chords. As we all know, sometimes you can play all the chords individually, but running them together in time without skipping a beat is actually more the challenge 
than playing the chords themselves, you know, just isolated in a vacuum. It's getting them in the progression at the right time, making the changes, making it seamless. That is really where the music starts to come alive. So two things here. Number one, is it a stretch or is it a reach? And number two, how do you get backed into a position once you've left that position? It's kind of like, it'd be like doing yoga. Like once you're, once you're in that position, fine. But then trying to get back into the position can feel pretty weird. I mean, you stand up again, shake your, the, your jitters out, and then try to get back into that position. Yikes. Sometimes, uh, that's, uh, sometimes that's the bigger challenge. So first things first. This is a classic example of where it looks like a Dr. Spock between the middle and the ring fingers, but it's not. This is so important. It is not a Dr. Spock Vulcan salute. If you do that, you're not going to get very far and you might even injure yourself. Okay, so first things first, this is an opportunity for me to just bust a myth a little Mythbusters segment of the show. One of my favorite myths about playing ukulele is, is, you know, it's a thing that beginners get into because they see photos, they see diagrams where the fingers are in line with the fret wires. Because, you know, if I'm going to show, and if I'm going to do an official photograph for a for a, a published book of chords, yeah, I'm probably going to line my fingers up with the fret wires. That, that kind of makes sense. It looks nice. Um, and so beginners get the sense that, okay, well, my fingers should follow the line of the fret wire. Unfortunately, that's completely false. Um, your, your fingers should not be pointing straight up to the ceiling in line with the frets. Um, that although you don't notice it for the first, you know, few years of playing ukulele, it's not until you get to stuff like ukulele jazz that you realize, oh, wait a minute, maybe that's not, you know, all it was uh, made out to be. In fact, what's going to get you a lot further is if you angle your fingers slightly so that instead of pointing directly to the ceiling as you're holding your ukulele, they angle out, uh, your elbow angles out a little bit, a slight chicken wing, if you you know, think of it that way, so that your fingertips end up pointing to the opposite shoulder. Let me think about that for a second. My left hand finger tips, if there was a laser beam coming out of the end of my fingertips, instead of pointing it straight up to the ceiling, I'm going to angle that so that that laser beam is now going to shine on my right shoulder. That slight angling of the hand, you can do it by doing a slight chicken wing with the left elbow, Um, that is going to angle the hand in such a way that instead of doing the Vulcan salute and trying to separate the middle and ring fingers, all I have to do is reach with the ring finger and curl in the middle finger. That spans the same distance as if I had been trying to separate the fingers. And that's what allows more advanced players to play these chords so effortlessly and not only play them but move them around (laughs) 
where beginners are looking at that and saying, how is it possible not only to, to hold that handful of a chord, but to move it around so, so effortlessly? It's because of that slight angling of the fingers that changes a, uh, what was a stretch and a separation into a reach. Now, I'm not saying that a reach is necessarily um, super duper easy, but it doesn't put the same strain on your ligaments, your uh, your joints, your knuckles, your muscles. It's a very natural position to hold your fingers in as opposed to a very unnatural position. And so that is the first part of the answer to Jennifer's question of like, how do I just get this F minor seven at all? Because if you're going to play Avalon in ukulele jazz, that's pretty much uh, the only shape you're going to need. Found my love in Avalon beside the bay. I left my love in Avalon and sailed away. I dream of her and Avalon from dust till dawn. And so I think I'll travel on to Avalon. Now, 90% of the time, in that tune, I was in that that position of one three one three that we've been working on. There's only one other sort of finger position, and that is the straight across E flat six chord on the third fret, which sort of brings it to a close. It's the it's the punctuation. It's the the resolution of all of this. Avalon, and it's that E flat six that kind of winds it all up but it's kind of the, the 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 odd one out isn't it because the rest of the chords are in a very similar boxy kind of frame and then somehow you have to find this different position straight across and that's the one that jennifer's saying i'm having trouble getting into that e flat six straight across position and then magically back into the square frame uh, chord for F minor 7, that movement is just really tricky. And to that I would say, you're absolutely right. There is no uh, denying it. Getting from one position to another is tricky, especially when they're four-note chords that cover all four strings and where they're very different, differently shaped clusters of notes on the fretboard. There's no question that is tricky. So, two bits of advice. Number one, pick a guide note. Use a guide finger. I almost always use the index finger on my left hand as my guide finger. And I just make sure that the guide finger gets to where it needs to go. That's all. If the guide finger arrives at the right place at the right time, the chances of the rest of the chord forming around it are pretty good. But if I look at four things, I can't decide which to focus on, and I try to get them all simultaneously into position by magic, chances are I'm going to miss all four. So use a guide finger. Everyone does it. All the pros do it. In fact, if you watch a professional ukulele player's hand 
really closely, maybe even slow it down, you'll see that not all of the fingers move at the same time from one chord to another. Usually one finger will go ahead of the pack, scout for their position, arrive in their position, and call to the rest, hey, everybody come on over, the coast is clear. Of course, that all happens in a split second. But if you look at it really closely, there's usually um, independence between the fingers, as opposed to beginners who think that all the notes need to move simultaneously. And that assumption uh, holds them back until they discover through a teacher or by accident that it doesn't have to be that way. So that guide finger, that's something I talk about quite a bit in the booster uke, which is based on um, moving chord shapes uh, in a really fun way to get a lot of music without a whole lot of effort. Guide fingers is thing number one. And thing number two, just uh, drill these exercises, giving yourself a decreasing amount of time between positions. Uh, You can do this with a metronome. You might want to give yourself four or eight counts in between. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And you gradually reduce the number of beats between those chords, right? I might go to like three in between. It's like two, three, four, two, three, four, two, three, four. Reduce it by one more beat. I might go two, three, two, three, two, three, two, three. And maybe reduce it again. One, 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 one. And then eventually, I take out that, that uh, rest altogether. And I find that over the course of that, my fingers and my brain have come to some agreement about, their, about how they're going to make it from one position to another. But I had to give them time. I have to insert that spacer between the chords and then gradually reduce the size of the spacer, right? That's just a very methodical way to go about bridging between any two chord positions that you're having trouble with. So I hope that makes some sense. I hope that helps you, Jennifer. I hope it also helps anybody who's uh, in the ukulele jazz course or just generally trying to link from one uh, chord position to another in a seamless way. Thanks for the question. Hope that helps. Thanks for tuning in to the Uketropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. I'll be back again next week with another episode. In the meantime, you can find me over at uketropolis.com. Got lots of free lessons available and a whole library of unique ukulele courses that you will not find anywhere else on the internet. Also, February is right around the corner, and in February, I'm very excited to say that the Uke Heads album is coming out. Finally, this album is going to see the light of day after more than a year of recording and production with a community of hundreds of people from all over the world. It's finally here. You'll hear more about that from me very soon. And until next time, keep on strumming.